Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Amazing. I have the privilege of preaching this evening and I promise I'll be brief. Um, but I just also, I love men's camp. I love it every year. I've been on every men's camp we've done so far and I absolutely love it. Um, and just wanted to share a couple of stories, but the first one was, uh, so every year we do a tug-of-war competition, and when you've got 80 men who have testosterone and, and a rope and eight on each side, it can become quite an intriguing thing. Um, there were some men who, I've never seen men go that red in my whole life, trying not to lose the tug-of-war competition, um, but loved it, loved it, and I was on a team who lost three times, but that's besides the point, um, and, and it's just, uh, that's why I need to gain more weight for the next one, um, but my friend, I have a, there's an amazing guy in our church, he's serving your kids tonight, his name is Maurice, he is a Nigerian brother, he is amazing, we love him, he is loud, he likes to have fun, and I'm going to illustrate this, and please forgive my terrible accent, but Maurice was on, he, they chose Maurice as the anchor, who's the guy at the back, why they chose him for that, I don't know. Just don't laugh, Rian. Come on. And so basically what happened was there was a group of very large men on the other team. And they start pulling. And Maurice is holding like this. And he's going. And he's, and he's in it. And he's passionate about it. And eventually as they start to pull, Maurice is going like this. Yo, yo. And then what happens is basically he loses his footing, slips backwards, lands on his bum, gets back up. But now he's facing this way. And he's just shouting, they've got me, they've got me, all the way across. I was like, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Maurice. I watched him move all the way across the thing. Needless to say, never make Maurice your anchor in tug of war. Um, no, it was a beautiful moment. I will never forget that. Um, but I really love men's camp. And there were three moments that uh, really just stood out to me over the weekend. The, the first one was this morning, where, which Andrew Mack told a little bit about this, this morning. Uh, this evening, where's, where Mark, where there was a moment where someone shared some challenges that were going on in their world, and Mark said, hey, if you're going through real financial uh, trouble, and uh, you're in debt, and you need breakthrough from God, just put up your hand. And I don't know about you, but we live in a world where that sort of vulnerability is taboo. You don't talk to people about your finances. We live in a world that is very much keep that thing secret, make sure that only you know about it, and maybe your accountant, or whatever it might be, but I saw, I must have been seven or eight guys just put their hands up, just in a mo- immediately. It wasn't, uh, they didn't hesitate. They just put their hands up in vulnerability and said, hey, I need God's breakthrough in this area. And some big stories, some business stories. And I was just, as I stood there and I looked at that and I went around to pray for someone. And I was just blown away at the vulnerability of these men. That they would stand there and go, actually, I need God in this area. And I don't know about you, but there is something powerful. And it wasn't a vulnerability of, of, hey, please can you guys around here help me. It was a vulnerability of, Jesus, I need you. And I'm willing to show that to the people around me so that they can stand with me and they can trust God with me. So that was moment number one, which was so challenging to me to go, God, in an area that is in general kept so quiet that men who lead in industry, who have got big jobs and big realities, would put up their hands and say, hey guys, I need prayer for this. I need Jesus in this area. Then another highlight for me was um, 
a man named Lomal Herbert came and spoke on, uh, on sonship and, and, and the power of sonship and not being an orphan but being a son of God. And he did an amazing job in the evening. But what really stood out for me this morning was he jumped up and he said, um, he was just sharing something very briefly. And he said, you know what, I realized very early on in my Christian walk that I'm God's favorite. Which is a funny statement. But something, just in that moment, that statement gripped me, and I was like, wow, it just was this incredible, and he has seen God, huge breakthrough, amazing stories, and I just had this sense of, yeah, there's security in that. I want to truly, in my heart, be able to say, you know what, I know I'm God's favorite. I know the Father in heaven passionately loves me. The Father in heaven has got a passionate desire to pour His love and His grace and His goodness out on me. In, a, in one moment, we see this radical vulnerability. In the next moment, we see this incredible security in Christ that, you know, it's quite a statement to say, I'm God's favorite. It's like there's this sense of security of, I know that the Father loves me, that He's got His best for me. And then the third thing that really stood out for me, which wasn't so much a moment on the camp, but what stood out for me was that 80-odd men chose to sacrifice financially, chose to sacrifice time, chose to sacrifice energy so that they could gather together and pursue God on a weekend. And for me, when we, start, when we take the recipe of vulnerability before God, security in who we are in Christ, and stepping out boldly and sacrificing for Jesus, you'll see the breakthrough of God come you'll see the power of God break into your world. Andrew, I don't think that that sale of that house was just because of a, a prayer moment. I think that was because of a vulnerability before God, because of a security in Christ, and because of a stepping out in Jesus. And you might be sitting here this morning and going, this evening and going, wow, that's cool for them. I want to say to you, that is a story that belongs to every believer in Christ. But the, tonight, I would ask you the question, will you vulnerably come before your God? Will you stand before Him and say, you know what, Father, I know that you love me. I love the lyric of that song, God is madly in love with me. I think some people struggle to sing that lyric because it's got to be something that is deep inside of us. And then would you step out boldly and say, God, you know what, I'm going to trust you. In the midst of a financial challenge, that man took 600 rand and paid for a ticket to go on men's camp. Why? Because in faith, he's saying, God, I want more of you. And so I'd love to pray for us tonight. Actually, just in a moment, if you could just close your eyes. I mean, sometimes God just puts things in our hearts and, and we need to see life and breakthrough in these areas. Father, I pray tonight as we gather, God, as we hear amazing feedback from, from men like Gerard and John and Andrew, God, I pray, Father, that there would be a hunger and a desire in each and every one of us to come before you, God, with vulnerability in our hearts, knowing who we are in you, Christ, and boldly trusting you, Jesus. I thank you that not only for those men who went on men's camp would that be a reality, God, but for every person in this room, Jesus. We trust you, Jesus. We declare that you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the ruler of our lives, and our Father in heaven who is madly in love with us. Thank you that your word says, Jesus, that you are pleased with every one of us. Thank you, Father, that you would start to work in hearts tonight as we dig into your word and as we trust you for more, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I'd love to, my name is Tyler. If you don't know me, I'm part of the team here at Life Changes. My amazing wife, Kate, couldn't be here tonight. She's actually sick at home and we're moving this week and all sorts, so lots on the go. 
But uh, yeah, a few things. I've got a few boxes to pack when I get home, but that's all good. Um, but just as I was praying for men's camp and, and just had this word and would love to share that tonight. But if you go, if you've got your Bible with me, it'll be with you. It'll be on the screen behind you. There's this incredible text. It's Psalm 1, the very first Psalm in the book of Psalms. It's very short. It's only seven odd verses. But tonight I'd love to just read the first four verses of that. It goes like this. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. And I, want, I just want to share a little bit on the scripture tonight and, and share a little bit of a word that God spoke to me about a year ago. As I opened up the Psalms, I started reading through the Psalms, just wanted to almost a refresher for my soul and started reading through these incredible um, writings. And as I read that scripture, I felt Jesus say to me, Tyler, you need to reroute yourself. And I thought, well, what do you mean by that, God? And he, he, and, and he just spoke to me and he said, I need you to reroute yourself in two areas. And those are two areas that I believe are not just prevalent for myself, but are prevalent for every one of us. And the first area I felt him say to me, you need to reroute yourself, is you need to root yourself in Christ. You need to root yourself in Christ. And for many of you here tonight, you might be going, well, I love Jesus. I'm passionate about Jesus. But I, what we see in this text is actually that, that a man who is in love with Jesus roots himself next to the stream who is Jesus. The Bible describes Jesus as living water. And when we root ourselves next to Jesus, when we dig down deep and we place ourselves next to the stream of living water, life will flow. But there's a reality to this thing that when we root ourselves in Christ, there's a sense of Jesus, I'm going all in on you. I'm going all in on you, Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I think so often we can, even in our, those believers in the room, as we kind of walk in our Christian walk, we can go, I believe in you, God, and I trust you, Jesus, but I, I just need to do this thing in my own strength, or I just need to make this plan. But I want to tell you tonight, if you want to prosper, if you want to, you want to yield fruit, you want to see the favor of God pour over your life, there is a prerequisite that God gives us in Scripture to root yourself in Christ, to dig your roots down deep into Jesus. Because He promises us that when we graft ourselves into Christ, when we put our all in on Jesus, He will pour His goodness out, He will pour His life out, He will pour His favor out. But I think the challenge is so often we're moving around. We're going, okay, I've been here for a little while, but actually I'm going to, I'm going to move over here now and give this a try, or I'm going to start trusting in my salary at the end of the month, not Jesus, or I'm going to start trusting in family, or I'm going to start trusting in this thing and that thing and the next thing. And what I love that this text says, it says you will yield fruit in season. There are seasons when we plant ourselves in Christ and we trust Jesus. And that season might be a season where you simply need to trust and God will bring the fruit in the right season. Sometimes Jesus takes us on journeys of trusting him where the fruit might not be a lot in that season so that there can be a journey of faithfulness and God will bring the fruit at the right time. And so many of us root ourselves and we go, okay, God, I need the fruit now. But what we have to learn to do is trust God that He will bring the fruit in the right season. 
Maybe you're trusting for work. Maybe you're trusting for financial breakthrough. Maybe you are, are trusting for family breakthrough. Maybe you're trusting for uh, healing in, in, in sickness or, or health challenges. All of these things are real things that we face every day. And God is saying to you, root yourself in Christ. Put yourself in one place, in Jesus, and you'll see the life of God begin to flow. I don't know about you, but I don't free, I've never seen a tree just move. Have you guys seen that? Where a tree kind of just is there, and then it goes over there. You go to the forest the next day, and you're like, wow, that, that tree's not where it was yesterday. I've never seen, I don't know, please, if you've seen that, please come and speak to me, because that would be a phenomenon. And actually, I think there's a, there's a truth in that, that we live in a world that puts its lot in different things all the time. I'm going to try this today, I'm going to try this tomorrow, but I believe that we are called to be trees that are rooted in one place, and that is in Christ. And tonight, you might be feeling like, well, oh, you know, I've, I've tried this thing, I've tried that thing. I want to say to you, if you want to see the life of God flow in your world, root yourself in Christ. Stay in one place. Through the tough times and the good times, stay in Jesus. I love that, that line. It says, not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. And I recently started a business where I'm roasting and selling coffee. And when you roast coffee, there is this horrible little thing that comes when you roast it. It comes out of the roaster. It is called chaff. And I roast at home. I've got a little one kilo bullet roaster. And when you roast, that chaff goes everywhere. And then you sweep it up into one little corner. And then the moment that you open the door, the chaff is then everywhere again. And the next, and you, you get it into one corner and you're like, oh, good, good. I've, I'm in a good spot now. And then the wind comes again, and then it's on the other side of your house. Eventually, my wife said to me, you really need to sort this out. So I had to build a contraption to try and deal with this issue. And, and actually, the reality is when we don't root ourselves in God, we live our lives like that chaff. This wind comes, oh, now all of a sudden I'm over here. Oh, but it's, it's not my fault. Circumstances just happen. No, you weren't rooted in Christ. Because when we are rooted in Christ, the life of God flows, and we are able to see life and breakthrough. Why? Because I'm choosing to be in one place. I'm choosing to be in God. Number one, root yourself in Christ. And number two, and this is a, a powerful one for me, is root yourself in community. And for many of you, you might be sitting here going, hey, these guys love to talk about community. We do because Jesus loves to talk about community. If you read the scriptures, you'll see time and time again, Jesus points his disciples toward being in community, being in a family of believers who are pursuing God together. And I believe as I read the scripture, I just felt God say, because I mean, I work for the church. I've been, I'm at almost every church meeting. I'm at all of these things. We lead a life group. We've got so many different things going on. And we seemingly, you would go, well, that guy's rooted but the challenge is if I don't choose in my heart to root myself in community, I can attend every church meeting imaginable, but I will not be living rooted in what God has called me to. Rooting yourself in community the same way rooting yourself in Christ is a heart decision. It is a decision like those men did on men's camp this morning. It is a decision to be vulnerable with others. It is a decision to show your life to other people and go, let's do this together. But the challenge is we can attend church meetings and we can sing songs and we can hear sermons. But if we don't open our lives up to those around us, we won't see the fruit that God has designed for us. I wholly and completely believe 
that to walk into the future that God has got for you, you have to give yourself to community. You see it in the scriptures time and time and time again. Jesus' disciples walked in the future that God had for them. Why? Because they lived in community. Why? Because they called each other to more in God. But so quickly we can be part of a church story, but close our heart to what God has got for us. Close our heart to those around us that God has called us to be in community with. Like I said, this weekend we're moving on Monday night, tomorrow evening. We've got to pack up a whole flat, um, all sorts of bits. And I know for you, those guys who have moved houses with kids, you're saying, wait, one day it'll be far more difficult. But for us, it's a big thing. We're moving house. We've got lots going on. I had a whole bunch of work things to get done this week. I had a whole bunch of different, um, with uh, my coffee business, I had a couple of other things that needed to happen. And eventually I just kind of got to Tuesday and I said to my wife, wow, there's a lot going on. And uh, we were just having a conversation, and, and I, f- I heard it even coming out of my own mouth. I just heard myself going, oh, this men's camp, it's just not falling at an ideal time. And then I just felt God say to me, no, Tyler, it's falling at the perfect time. Why? Because God wants us to stretch ourselves and in faith step into community. You see... We have amazing two-hour moments on a Sunday where we connect, and life groups, groups are incredible, and they are valuable, and we need to push into those areas. Those are the first steps, but I believe that God orchestrates moments for us to push deeper into community. Every single man, and man on that men's camp will tell you how they have grown in God because they chose to take a step toward community. I believe that when a, a litmus test for whether you are in community or not is, are you growing? Ask yourself the question, am I growing? Am I changing? Am I becoming more like Jesus? And quite often if the answer to that is, well, no, not really, the next answer question you can ask yourself is, am I rooted in Christ? And the question after that is, well, am I rooted in community? Am I giving myself to community? I love my mate Gerard who shared a little bit earlier. He's been living with us for the last six months and just been amazing to share life, to pray together, to share tough things, to have conversations about God. But I know that going away with 75 men for that guy is a tough thing. I know that it is hard for him. We had a chat two weeks before men's camp about how actually it's a challenging thing, not just from a financial perspective, not from any of those perspectives, just from a social perspective. And I just, and I, what amazed me is I didn't say to him, you have to come on men's camp. I didn't say, you better be there. No, I just got told by Sammy, Karat's registered. He stretched himself outside of his comfort zone because God calls us to community. It won't, sometimes it's not ideal. Sometimes it's not easy, guys. Community can be a very challenging thing. But when we root ourselves, and I love this, when it says, he is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever he slash she does prospers. And for me, I want to see the prosperity of God in my life. I want to see the life of God flowing in my workplace, in my in business, in my family, in my marriage, in all of these areas. And what I love about God is He gives us such clear guidelines to walk in His life. And I believe God is calling us to more tonight. And the question I would ask us is a very simple one, is how deep are your roots? Are you moving left and right? Are you going from one place to the other? Or are you choosing to root yourself? I love 1 Corinthians 7, 17 says this, Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you 
and remain as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. What Paul's saying there is he's going, you need to stay where you are because God put you there. I believe completely and totally in my heart that we are put in specific places at specific times for specific purposes in God. And the challenge is when we start to move ourselves, we start to step out of the purposes of God. Sometimes community gets challenging. Sometimes things get hard. People offend you. People frustrate you. But I believe passionately and wholeheartedly you don't move until God says so. Because the will of God sustains everything. When you're living in that will, when you're pushing into the will of God and you are rooted where God has placed you, you'll see the life of God flow. And so I would challenge you, are you the type of person who, who gets offended or gets frustrated and then goes, All right, no, I'm actually just going to go find another church. I'm going to go find another community of people. I want to say to you, root yourself in Christ, push into community, and you'll see the life of God flow in real ways. I don't believe that any marriage in, in the church should ever fail. Why? Because God has put us in a community of people that can help, that can pour themselves in, that have got the skills, that have got the knowledge, that have got the wisdom of God to see those things come into, into alignment with God's will. I don't believe any business should ever fail in the kingdom of God. Why? Because God has put you with people who can see those things flourish. But I think the challenge is we have to come before our God and in community humbly and vulnerably. Say, so you know what, actually, I'm not good at this stuff. I've just started my own little business, which is really exciting, and it's scary, and I'm, I'm trusting God in real ways. And, but the other day, I was chatting to an amazing lady, Sharon Hickman. She's an accountant in our church. I just said to her, Sharon, I don't get this whole thing, eh? I don't get how the tax works, and the books work, and the slips I need to keep, and my, I've got a bag full of slips, and I'm not sure what to do with them. And, and, and you know what? She, and I said, actually, can I have some help? And she said, yes, you can. And she met with three of us who have just started small um, kind of businesses in the church. And she just helped for an hour and a half. Do this, do this, put this thing away, write this thing down, make sure you've got this. And for some people, that stuff is easy. But when we choose to live in community, we will have the people around us that God needs around us to see His will come in our city. Why? Because I believe my business is a God venture. And so I want to see the life of God flow. I'd love to end with this thought. You can be rooted in a running club. Did you know that? You can go to running club every week. You can run 50Ks every week if that's what you want to do with 12 hours of your day. You can, you, can, you can do that every week, and you'll be rooted, and they'll give you medals, and they'll give you all of those things. But the reality is when we root ourselves into church, into the community of God, we are going on a God adventure. Don't allow, don't allow gospel community just to become a club. And we can so quickly do that. We can go to life group, have a great chat, talk about the rugby, laugh about a couple of things. If you're not into rugby, talk about soccer. If you're not into soccer, talk about running. And you have a good time and you have a coffee and you go home. But no one knows you any better, really. You haven't contended in God for some things. Because, you know, when we pull people alongside us and we say, actually, I'm trusting God for this thing. Will you trust with me? Can we pray together? Can we trust God together? You know what that does? There's a supernatural unity that comes when that happens. God blesses that thing, and you'll see the unity of God start to pour out into your relationships. See, when we are gathered together as a gospel community, we've got to put Jesus at the center. 
yes, we must have a laugh. We must have fun. I love that, that John, after a couple of weeks of being in this community, is going, these guys are up to a lot of mischief. And yes, we are a lot of the time. And we talk a lot of nonsense a lot of the time. But we're passionate about Jesus. And I want to say to you tonight, give yourself to a community of God that will walk with you and trust God with you. Sometimes we can reduce community to just when I'm going through a tough time, then I, you know, I need some help. Yes, that is, a, that is an aspect of community. But when last did you gather together with some people and go, you know what, my business is flying, but I want to trust God for it more. Let's pray together. You know what, my family's doing so well, but hey, you're my brother in Christ. Can you pray for my wife and my kids? When we start to do those things, we start to see the favor of God and the life of God break out in unbelievable ways. And I love someone shared it this morning, and I love the statement. He said, the reason that unity is so important is because the world is looking in and we need to display Jesus. When we look like a community of believers that love God, that love each other, and are trusting God together, a world that needs a Savior looks in and goes, I need that. I need that reality. And then it's easy to bring them in. It's easy to go, actually, just look and see. The Bible says that they, they saw the believer's love for one another. Let's fight for that together. Let's fight for community together. If you know at this time your heart is not rooted in Christ or it's not rooted in community, take a step of faith tonight. You know, such a, and I'm going to land in a moment, but such a simple step of faith to get in a car and go away for two nights. It seems like such a, a, a simple thing. But on the other side of that, there's, we're seeing the life of God. We're seeing people being grafted into a family. What I loved about this weekend was all the guys who came along who have just become part of our church. That was such a highlight for me because I got to see men who actually, at the moment, not a huge amount of friends. They don't know many people, but they chose to step out. And what did I see? I saw them praying with guys. I saw them chatting to guys. I saw friendships that I believe will last a lifetime formed in this moment. You see, these truths, are, they are simple truths, but they are truths that we have to hold to and we have to give ourselves to to see the kingdom of God break in.